Welcome to the You Can Do Both podcast. I'm Court. This is Ashley, and we're coming at you live from Boston. Hey. On a little snow day today. I know. It's very cozy in here, except I'm actually, like, cold. Yeah, this is like, true. Like, it's cozy, but I'm my feet are freezing right now. Are they? I'm sitting on them oh, for I, a reason. I would have given you slippers. No, it's okay. Okay. Um. Well, today was kind of like, it literally felt like um a high school snow day because yeah. it's the three-day weekend I didn't know that I needed. Oh, seriously. Um. I know, like, we just got back from the holidays, so I feel like I should be fine after coming off of a break like that, but it took a lot out of me, like, that first week back, so I just... I feel like I needed this little reset and we woke up to snow actually accumulating. I know. This is like the first of the season. Yeah, literally. Which is crazy. I know. So it feels good. I'm happy. I'm relaxed. Me too. Love a four day week. Oh my God. I forgot about that part. Mm-hmm. Not only is it, the, <laughs> is it a three day weekend, but it's a four day week. That's huge. There's nothing better. Uh, and I'm super excited about this topic because it's very relevant to our goals for 2023 and even a little fun day that we had yesterday. Yeah, I'm excited to chat about it. But before we get into it, let's kick it off with, as always, Boston Rec of the Week. Hit me with it, Court. All right, I'm pronouncing this probably wrong, but Focaccia, not Focaccia Bread. I think it's Faccia. Faccia, Faccia on Newbury Street. So it, it came out like probably less than a year ago. It opened Mm -hmm. less than a year ago and it previously had a different name when it opened, which makes it confusing. It was like previously Faccia Bruta. Yeah, Bruta. And it's an Italian restaurant. But what I like about it so much is that they have like a downstairs bar. So it's a restaurant up top and then it's more like loungy, small bar downstairs, like fun music. And it's a natural wine bar. So you're not really supposed to get a hangover after the fact. There's no preservatives within the wine. And it's just a good vibe. It is a really good vibe. And that's a great wreck, not only for the natural wine bar downstairs, but their food upstairs is so good. Yeah. It's a little pricey for the size of the plates. It's so good. But it's It's worth it if you're trying to splurge and have like a cute girls night out or a date night or something. Yeah. Love that rack. If you haven't been, you You need to go. And then my rack of the week, it's called Cartal. It's a new bar, like speakeasy vibes that opened in the South End. It's on Tremont Street, kind of by like Barcelona Wine Bar, Beehive, Banyan Bar, like all those bar area. Um, but it's really cool. It reminds me of Marielle underground, but like on a very mini level, like it's very tiny and intimate in there. Drinks are good. Also fun fact is like, I want to say there were nine cocktails or something on the menu, but they also have the equivalent mocktails. So like there's just as much of a mocktail menu, which I kind of love that they're just promoting that. Yeah. Because it is like a sexy, red light, speakeasy, dark vibe. You'd think everybody there is drinking martinis. But the fact that it's just as much promoted like with mocktails and stuff. I don't know. I just thought it was cool. It's for the dry January people. It's for the damp people. It's for the no alcohol because now that's a trend and it's becoming so much more normalized and not have to drink to have fun. Yeah. I love that. I do too. We're probably going to be seeing more of that as time goes on too. I think so too. I hope so. Yeah. I like it. Maybe one of these days I'll finally order a mocktail instead. (laughs) But for now. (laughs) You know what? To me, not to, you know, like no respect to anyone who orders mocktails, but at that point I'm like, 
why even bother with the with the calories and the probably sugars and all that I feel like maybe it's nice just for the vibe and to like feel like you're doing it if everyone else is but I don't know like some places literally charge twenty dollars for a mocktail or like fifteen dollars it's like that I just can't get on board with yeah it's a little crazy yeah but if you're committed yeah I get it it's a nice option to have it is anyhow two great recs for you yeah you're welcome and with that, I think we can go ahead and jump right into our episode. So today's episode is about making friends in your 20s. I feel like this is just something that we've dealt with. Also, uh, kind of like, it's not a problem, but it's like something that we want more of. Like we want yeah. friends and it's something that we're working on in this new year. And it's just, I think, a struggle for a lot of people post-college you don't necessarily have a plan you could be moving to a new city without any of your friends you're watching kind of like childhood friends I like do their own thing like people in your life that you've been relying on up until this point like you're officially on your own path and I feel like it's important to talk about and talk about ways that you can make new friends and you can rekindle old relationships and just how you navigate relationships and friendships as you get older yeah definitely and I think making new friends as an adult is such a new concept to all of us because so you grow up with these childhood friends and if you think about it really the only reason why these are your childhood best friends is just based on your environment yeah whether your parents hung out with their parents whether you went to the same daycare high school, whatever it is, like you're on, you're just surrounded by this group of people. And from there, you just get to pick and choose kind of by default. And you just kind of end up with the same thing with college. Yeah. You go in. And then when we were chatting about this, you made a really good point that like in college, you develop your relationships so much faster. Yeah. And because you're living with these people. You're literally sleeping. Once again, it's based on the environment. Yes. And then you graduate and you think, oh, I've, I have my childhood best friends. Yeah. But then in college, you kind of realize that there's more friendships than just your childhood. And then you get to college and it's like, I have my college best friends for life. These are my bridesmaids. And then you get into the real world and you're like, oh, wait, where are all these people that I thought were going to be in my life forever? Yeah. And some of them are. But I feel like I can pretty much guarantee everyone's friend group from high school or college, like you are not just as close as you thought you would be with every single person in that group. Totally. And then on the other hand, there's people that you thought that you would never speak to again or like you just wouldn't run in the same circles that all of a sudden are like reappearing in your life based on situations, based on interest or industry. And it's just like you never know what to expect. And almost everyone starts off with like a blank slate post-college and there's no path for career. There's no path for location and where you should end up living. And to a similar token, there's no path for friendships. And it's just naturally a lot more work to maintain the current friendships that you have. And in like a, a bittersweet note, it's like you have the ability to stay friendly with the people that you want to stay friendly with and vice versa. So you naturally weed out different people in your life and you'd be surprised to see the ones that actually stay. Yeah. So it's really challenging to navigate. I think it can be an emotional roller coaster. Totally. But at the same time, it can also be so exciting because for the first time ever, you have a huge say 
in who you choose to spend time with have be a part of your life yeah so we kind of broke it down into a couple different sections um the first two we're gonna cover are existing friendships so you can either outgrow them or you can nurture them and there's kind of two paths to take uh and both are like a lot of work (laughs) and a little bit stressful yeah so first we're gonna chat about outgrowing friends and this is such a weird experience that can go many different ways and it sometimes it could feel like a literal breakup yeah sometimes it could feel very mutual and like it just makes sense as to why you're not spending as much time with certain people anymore but regardless it's like uncomfortable and it almost feels like it's like this shouldn't be happening but at the end of the day it's for the better yeah I think yeah it can either go two ways I think one-sided or not (laughs) yeah one-sided or not but I think when it's very mutual and like it feels easy it's like it's actually not that sad it's just kind of it's kind of beautiful in a way it's like we served each other's purpose and we were we could be best friends at one time and we had the best memories and then life happened equally to both of us and we grew apart naturally and there's no resentment. There's no back and forth. Yeah. And who knows? Your paths could totally cross again when you're again back at the same level and you feel like you need that person again. I think it's the friendship breakup part where it wasn't as mutual or there's like some awkward tension. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. They're just definitely challenging. Can be awkward. Totally. But can be kind of reflective in a way yeah and it's like energizing once you get through it and I feel like almost it's important to talk about like a time when you need to outgrow a friend and I feel like it kind of comes at you almost like it's like an accumulated thing when you realize that maybe it's time to like let someone go in your life or just to create some distance. And one of those signs, or at least like for me in past relationships, is like you don't necessarily feel the time and energy that you're putting into someone is being reciprocated. I feel like it's once you reach this adulthood, you get very particular over your time and energy. Mm -hmm. And if you don't feel like someone is adding value to your life the way that maybe you've added value to theirs or just like in general, you don't feel like you're being stimulated by conversations you have. You don't necessarily have the same interest or passions anymore. You spend your time doing different things. Then that's just an indicator that maybe this person is not necessarily serving this purpose in your life anymore. And that's totally fine. And it's also important to recognize that certain people are in your life for different reasons. So not even different phases of your life, but maybe, all right, this person was my go-to best friend for absolutely everything for the past four years. But now I feel like this is my person to go out with when I want to have a really good time. Yeah. Or this is my person that when I want to sit in my house and do nothing, this is who I want to do that with. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing as long as you're self-aware of it and like you don't feel resentment about this change in relationship. Yes, I think that's a really good point because, I don't know, so in college, I was more of like a party scene, loved going out. So like I had my people for that. That was probably the foundation of a lot of our relationship. Uh, We had so much fun together, best memories. 
uh, COVID hit for me. And like personally, I grew out of that phase a little bit. I can still be crazy. I can still be wild. I have a good time, but not as much as like I <laughs> used to. for that. She could do both, ladies she and gentlemen. She can do both. Um, so I feel like in a way, there were some people that slowly started to like fade out of my life a little bit just because that was our main purpose of our friendship yeah. for a little bit. Honestly, nobody like in really comes to mind actually when I say that but just uh, yeah. for the sake of the an example there's no saying that like maybe when I get to finally catch up and reconnect that this person may have a different purpose for being in my life and may serve like a different friendship like scratch another itch totally so I feel like that's cool and beautiful and that is a great appreciation I have for all different types of friend groups or friendships yeah you got to have somebody for everything. Totally. And I don't think it's good to have one person for everything. No. I feel like then you can like build up some resentment and like reliant, like you need yeah. this person. Exactly. You become like codependent on the other. And then there's resentment when one person in that relationship decides that they want to branch out and make other friends. Right. That's actually so true. That's why I think it's good to like have people in different places. Like, I don't know. I've seen people like with their core friend group and like, that's great. I feel like I have a couple like core different friend groups in a way. Friends. Yes. Um, got my lake people. I got my hometown people. I got my college people. I got my work people. Like it's nice totally. to have everybody everywhere. And again, like I have different friends for different things. Um, but I think like a huge goal of mine this year is to kind of establish who is my like adult core friend group. Yeah. Like I love the idea of merging everyone together in a way, um, meeting their other friend groups as well. And like seeing who vibes. Do you ever think about like, who's going to be my wedding? I think about that all the time. I don't know. All the time. (laughs) And also like, I feel like a wedding really shows who you're, truest friends are because you really have to pay for the people to be there yes or you have this like wedding this large wedding and say you invite everyone like your truest friends are going to be the ones to actually like say yes and show up and make the time and energy to travel out and I think about that all the time like who at the end of the day who is and I feel like you just make different as you grow up and you create different friends in different stages of your life you eventually cannot invite absolutely everyone like yeah all of your hometown best friends all of your college best friends all of your adulthood best friends so it's like you have to hand select people from each part of your life right and then it's like do I have to invite this person because this person's invited but like at the end of the day your wedding should not be like that like Mm -hmm. you need to like you need to pick the people that matter the most and if I'm being completely like vulnerable and transparent right now I feel like my relationship with all these different friend groups from different people in different areas of my life I feel like I kind of have the same level of relationships like with all of them like I don't think I could pick like one over the other and like who I have like a stronger relationship with I would say like aside from Joe who's literally like my human like we spend all of our time together and then like you of course but like other than that like I want I don't know you know like I want my relationship that I have with you duplicated and like different variations yeah like I want to feel like that strong tie I feel that and I feel like after I graduated and like I kind of grew into myself like it's been hard it's been really hard to like find those people yeah and I also think in terms of like the wedding thing it's honestly a little different too because I feel like you end up inviting people there that have also been a strong piece of your relationship and like who know you and your partner yeah so like that's also something that I think of. It's like, obviously, 
Matt and I haven't been together for a super long time, but it's like, I want everyone to be in the audience, hypothetically speaking, if we were to get married, like (laughs) everyone there to like understand why we're getting married and have like an equal relationship to both of us. So I think of like, oh my God, like my childhood best friend has yet to meet Matt or like my partner. And like, that's just such a weird concept too. Yeah. But outside of the wedding talk. marriage. Yeah. What's Uh, going on here? All right. So we kind of touched upon outgrowing friends and how that can be like a one-sided thing or it could be mutual. But regardless, I think it's important to recognize that it's for a reason and you're developing into a different the next chapter of your life maybe or the next chapter of you and although it may be sad it's something that like you can always honor the the history that you had and the friendship that you had and it doesn't need to be a permanently shut door what you're saying is like there's no need to burn a bridge exactly like a friendship can end and that's okay and we all just need to recognize that that is part of life and part of growing up and maybe I'm super bummed our relationship ends tomorrow maybe you feel like you've outgrown me I I'm I am so valid to be feeling the feelings I'm feeling I'm feeling upset I feel maybe a little betrayed but at the end of the day you're gonna realize everything happens for a reason and if this person didn't feel like they were aligning with me like I probably wasn't getting what I needed out of them anyways yeah I can either do some self-reflection if it was like a little more negative but at the same time like that person was your friend for a reason you had a beautiful relationship I'm sure you have great memories yeah and it's like don't I don't know. You want that person to go off and like be the best version of themselves. Yeah. At the end of the day, the people that want to be in your life will be in your life and you shouldn't cling on to people who maybe are going in a different direction than you. Yeah. And that's totally fine. And it's totally okay. And nobody knows what the future holds. Exactly. You could run into them at a coffee shop five years later and be at like a totally different point in your lives and be like oh my god I miss you so much let's get dinner tomorrow yeah and then boom your relationship could be back to how it was five years prior totally like you just never know yeah okay moving on to ways to nurture yes ways to nurture your current friend group or friends I think this is something Courtney and I like kind of struggle with and we have to like (laughs) hold each other accountable literally I'm really bad at reaching out and staying in touch um unless like these people are constantly in my life. It's really hard for me to just like balance everything. But here are some tips for nurturing. And maybe you have this goal like once a week and it's like your goal of the week to reach out to one of your old friends. Like last year, like I would literally write, I made a list of all the people I love. And I was like, these are all the people I love. I, I need to do it with my family. I need to do yeah, it with like, everybody. And each week I would try to call like two to three people just like check in. And it was like a nice little goal. And I think that's a great way to nurture. So like my first one is texting, calling, FaceTiming, sending a quick photo of like, hey, this reminded me of you. That's the best thing to receive. And like, that's it. Just like, hey, I'm thinking of you. You're on my brain. Love you. Like, that's it. That's it. That's all you have to do. That's so simple and easy. That's a simple one. I also Mm -hmm. think... One way to make sure that you see people is like when you're with this person that you care about, 
you have a plan with them. When you're literally leaving to say goodbye, you put a date on the calendar of the next time you're going to see the person. Yes. So that it's very simple. It's like if things change, that's fine. But you have a goal or a next time that you guys are going to see each other. Yeah. Or even like um, an activity you really want to do together. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't have to set the date and the time because I feel like I know I get a little stressed out with that sometimes. It doesn't need to be as structured as a time and a, a date and a place. It can just be like, all right, you want to pick up tennis? I want to pick up tennis. Let's make sure that we do this together in the summer. Yes. I was actually just seeing, so I caught up with Alex, a friend from school, and we got drinks. I really only see her like once every couple months. Uh, We've been good recently. Like I saw her last month and like we had our date. We planned our exact date when we were together, went out to the bar. And then this little girl's night out, we didn't pick the date and the time, but we were like, okay, we're doing a wig date and we're going to go to a wig shop so that we can like get like really nice wigs. And then like from there, then we'll pick the night out. And it's just like kind of something to look forward to when we see like TikToks of like a wig shop, like, you know, we're going to send it to each other. Yeah. So it's almost something like that. I think that's a really good way to nurture friendships. Totally. Okay, next one I have is social media. You know, like the intended use, I feel like. <laughs> for Facebook was media. created to connect people and all of a sudden it's evolved, not Facebook, but social media into this yeah. beast of like content that nobody needed. <laughs> yes. I feel like a great way to nurture a friendship is to keep up with their life. And social media is a great way to do that without actually directly contacting the person. Maybe yeah. they're busy, maybe they're traveling, but like... If you see on social media that they were just on a trip, like when you happen to run into them, be like, oh my goodness, I saw you were just in Paris. How was that? It looked amazing. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. You know, something like that. Um, And then, I don't know, it's just, it shows that you're keeping up with their life and like you care. Totally. And you don't even have to wait till you see them next. You can also, I feel like Instagram specifically has made it so easy. Now they have the heart on the stories. So I can, love that. So you can just let them know that you are here and you're cheering for them and like you loved this photo that they posted or yes. commenting on a photo or something as simple as that. I feel like social media nowadays is a place to find new friends through these tools. So it's also like just nurturing current ones and like staying present in each other's lives. Yeah. I love that. And then I want you to talk about the oh the favorites. Yeah, I had no idea about this. So I this is not a feature that I currently use. But when we started talking about social media as a tool to stay in touch, it popped into my brain as like an amazing function of this. So on Instagram now, you can favorite profiles. So you can literally like like choose all your family and friends you can choose your favorite influencers or content creators and you can add them to your favorites so that whenever they post content like for example Instagram stories it'll show up on like the beginning of the feed um same with like if they were to post an actual in-feed post but there's also a way that you can filter down there's like a toggle literally on like the homepage of Instagram and it'll just show you the people that you favorited. So that honestly is a way for you to like prevent yourself from doom scrolling and use it for what social media was intended for. I love that. And I'm definitely going to be taking away that tip. Right. So fun. One thing that makes it easy for me to continue to come back for more 
when I see people I haven't seen in a while is when they're not salty about not having seen each other in a while. Yeah. So like, unfortunately, I have some people in my life where when I see them for the first time, they're like, oh my God, it's been like so long. Like not in like a, oh my God, I'm so happy to be here. It's like, like oh, a, you never make like, time oh, for me anymore. Oh, I haven't heard from you in forever. Like yeah. salty about it. It's like, can't we just be grateful that we're finally here now? And like, yeah. we're let's pick up where we left off. So friendships those are pretty much all the friendships I have in my life people who don't get salty about me not being the best communicator every single day of the year like all year round whereas people that we could just pick up where we left off even if it's been six months if it's been two weeks it's the same thing like nothing has ever changed and I think those are kind of the best friends in a way personally at least for us because (laughs) yeah it's just I don't know I can feel super guilty about that and then it's like oh every time I see you like I just feel guilty so Therefore, I'm not excited to see you. <laughs> totally. Totally. That's what it could turn into because it's totally. kind of like a habit for me. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind no matter how much you miss. And I fall victim to it sometimes too when I like really see somebody that I miss so much. And I'm like, oh, I wish we did this more. And like I think there's a really good way to say like I wish I heard from you more. Like I'd love to see you more. Yeah. But it's just the approach that you take. Totally. So that's just something to consider. Totally. Um, so kind of the same thing. Focusing on the now, like being really present. I think sometimes when you catch up with old friends, it's really easy to reminisce on the past and like harp on that and be like, oh, remember. But then all of a sudden, again, you're kind of forming those habits of, oh, every time I see you, we're just talking about like our past relationship, all the memories that like we used to make. And sometimes it's nostalgic and fun and it's so fun to reminisce. But at the same time, to progress a friendship, I think it's really important to talk about how you've changed. What are you doing now? What are your goals for the future? And see what you guys align on. Yeah. So finding the balance between the two. Totally. And piggybacking off of that, like getting deeper than service level conversations. Because when you haven't seen anyone or someone in a very long time and you finally get together, it's like that catch up period where it's like, oh my God, what has happened since we last spoke? And it's very easy to do like, quick level high level overview because it's been a decent period of time yeah so it's like all right this is what's happening in work this is what's happening in my dating life my family's good and yeah just like a couple like high level of within different parts of your life but to develop a friendship like you said and to really progress is to get deeper and align on different things that are more value and like moral driven I feel yeah and then in kind of being vulnerable and sharing that with someone else, it invites them to be vulnerable with you. And then you can keep each other accountable with maybe dreams that you may have or things that you're working on. And it's just more topics and areas to relate on and to communicate about more often than when you just see each other every few months. Yes, 100%. I love that. That's something I need to work on sometimes. I'm just a surface level girl and I like to just chat about those things, but it's, it's vulnerable and it's, I don't know, it's hard to get deep sometimes. Yeah. And it's, I think it's also awkward. Like I think back to, um, like dating back when I was like single, it was so much easier to connect with some people on a deeper level than it was for others. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the card game we're not really strangers is something that kind of normalized deep conversations and yes. getting to know someone past what's your favorite color? Yeah. Like what 
where did you grow up? Like things like that. Um, and it, it was almost like taboo for a while. Cause like, how do you get there? Mm-hmm. So I literally used to be like, okay, want to play like we're not really strangers yeah. or like the question to prove like you always need something to provoke conversation like that because you're not just going to like unleash trauma or like, you yeah. know, like deep stuff off the bat yeah. with someone. And I think to have those deep conversations, you have to, you have to be vulnerable yourself. Exactly. Because when someone else shows you like a deeper side to themselves, uh, you're more likely to do that and vice versa. Totally. So I love that. And then our last one for nurturing relationships is being yourself. So this could kind of backfire in a way where it's like, okay, if I'm being my most authentic self and maybe that's changed, you may no longer align with that. Yeah. So in a way, you may be like splitting up a friendship and turning people off. But it's important because you are nurturing your true friendships and you're filtering out like, Who's going to stay in my life? Who's adding value? Who aligns with who I am right now? How am I aligning with them? And I just think it's so important to be yourself. I can sometimes fall into habits of when I'm catching up with old friends or whoever it may be, like I might fall back into how I used to be when we were super close. Um, So I think it's important to remind yourself, stand your ground. This is don't let, I don't know. Your progress, all the progress and growth that you've made, like be proud of it. Totally. Be proud of how you've changed. I feel like it's so easy to become a chameleon in that sense, especially if you're like an extroverted or charismatic person. Mm -hmm. Like when you're around certain people, you can adapt to the energy in the room and that may not be your truest self. So I could not agree with that more. I feel like I find myself, especially because like my work life kind of transcends into like friendship sometimes. Like I need to be on. I need to kind of like put on a show and like be professional or relate on certain things and it's just like interpersonal relationships regardless of work or personal like they can transcend into other areas of your life like I remember it was my dad's 60th birthday and a couple months ago and I was seeing people I haven't seen in a really long time and my natural like conversations people are like how are you what's going on my immediate thing is to like go to work and to like talk about blah, 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 whatever. And a family friend of mine was like, are you still having fun? And I'm like, oh my God, because I was like turned on in a sense the way that I would when I'm like being asked that question normally, which is in more of like a professional setting. So it's, that's something that I feel like takes work to even be aware of. Like, who yes. do you want to be and how do you want to put yourself out there? Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to be reciprocated back to you. And that's how you're going to filter out your friends. Yes. And I also think, though, that whole chameleon. 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 Yeah. So I think that is a beautiful skill to have. It is. And you need to know when to turn that on and when to turn it off. But I think the biggest differentiator there is like when you're working on growing intimate, like best friend relationships, that's when you should be your most authentic self. I'm not, I don't, I just want to make myself clear. I'm not saying it's bad to, this is the Gemini in me. Like I know how to talk to different sorts of people. Of course. And I'm never going to stop doing that. I think it's important. I love that about myself. Yes. (laughs) I can just pull different parts of myself. And that's, I think why I have friends from everywhere. And I love that about me and I love that about them. But it's like, at the end of the day, I want to be able to show my most authentic self to the people who are going to be closest to me. Yeah. Period. Period. And our last section 
is tips on how to make new friends. SOS. We are working (laughs) on this. So we are not the experts, but here are kind of the ways that we're navigating it. Yeah. And, you know, it'll change. Yeah. Maybe they'll work. Maybe they won't work. But here's what we're thinking. Yeah. And if you have any tips, let us know. Send it over. Please. So first is keep the group chat going. Yes. So the first thing that comes to mind is you guys have heard this story when Courtney last minute invited me up to like this New York getaway weekend. I only knew Courtney and Camila was there. I think. Is that and it? Louisa. And that's and it. Louisa. Yeah. Like I knew three of the 15 plus people that were there. This group chat is still going to this day. Yeah. And it, I think it was a bunch of people that were meeting each other too. Yeah. Right? Like so many people had not met each other for the first time. And it's not a every single day. It's not like an annoying group chat, but it's like, oh, I'm going to be in New York. Do you, is anyone around and wants to hang out? Like, so cool. It's like, wait, what? It keeps it open and inviting and not intimidating. And that's not the only group chat I have that's like that from one off, like renting Airbnbs and staying in a house with someone for a weekend. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I think that's a really nice way to keep potential new friends yeah. and just to show that you're open. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, hey, I'm still open to hanging out with you guys. I had a good time. Yeah. It's low lift too because it's not like you're doing something every single day. It's like when you think of something that related to that experience you shared with someone, just send it in. Exactly. Okay. Next one's probably obvious, but new hobbies. Mm-hmm. I think so when we're all trying to grow, right? Let's say you want to be more of a wellness, healthy fitness person. That's a goal for your year. That's who you see your like higher self being. You need to envision who that person hangs out with. What does that person do? What are this person's hobbies? Oh, I want to be super wellness focused. Maybe I should hang around people. Like maybe I should take a cooking class. Yeah. Maybe I should join a fitness group where there's classes and maybe I make an effort to get there 10 minutes early and maybe chit chat with the person on the mat next to me. Yeah. And so putting yourself in an environment, kind of like what we talked about earlier, you're friends with people who are in the same environment as you. Yeah. So if you want these type of people and because you want to become this type of person, like maybe pick up a new hobby that aligns with that. Yeah. My two friends that live in New York City, Jess and Louisa, they just started a 12-week pottery class. I saw that. I'm so jealous. It's like every Thursday, or it might not be 12 weeks. It might be like six weeks or something. But it's like one day a week, and they're learning a new skill. They're doing it together. But you don't have to do it with someone. You can also do it by yourself. Yeah. Because I feel like if you do something by yourself too, of course it takes like courage, and it might be a little awkward at first. But like – you're not going to be reliant on the person that you're doing something with. Totally. Or you go into it with someone and you're like, our goal is to meet other people within the class so that you don't cling to what you know. Mm-hmm. I love but that. So cool. I love that. And next, we already talked about this, but social media. If you're seeing someone that's doing something that's of interest to you or you're seeing someone like live an authentic life and putting it on social or maybe they started a beauty account or a fitness account or something that is similar in interest to you vocalize it yes become friends with people who are putting things out into the world of social media and let them know that you're also interested I feel like I have a lot of random social friends and we just like support one another and I talk to these people like 
daily because it's so easy to just, like I said before, throw a heart on a story. It's so easy to swipe up and react to something. Once again, low lift. I don't really see these people ever in person, but it's like, I know if I have a question about beauty, I can text Anitza or reach out to her on social media. Or if I want a new recipe, I have a friend who posts recipes all the time, Munching with Maddie, and I can read and I can comment or reach out, DM her. And it's just like more so like emotional and like not emotional, but supporters of you and your supporters of them that it's like a special kind of bond. Yeah. And I think like the main thing is don't be afraid to reach out to somebody on social yeah. media that you haven't talked to before. Like yeah. take the leak leap. Yeah. <laughs> take the leak. Um, <laughs> be vulnerable. Like put yourself in new situations. That's the only way you're going to meet new people. Yeah. I've also experienced people being like, oh my goodness, I see that you've traveled to this place and you're doing this professionally. And I literally do similar things in my life, like would love to connect. Like it's as simple as that. It's like either you see a common interest or you just see synergies in other people's lives. And it's like, based on what I'm seeing, it looks like we could be great friends. So like you said, just putting yourself out there and making the outreach. Yeah. Uh, Okay. We have two more. First one is pretty quick. Like just say yes to random invites. If you get invited somewhere and your goal is to make new friends and meet new people, just say yes. Put yourself out there. You don't have to stay for the full time. If you hate it, you never have to do it again. But just say yes if you're trying to make new friends. Yeah. And then final one, meshing friend groups is a great way to meet new people. Um, My roommates specifically are making a conscious effort to do this. Um, We actually had a brunch yesterday, but essentially the concept is every month – they invite people or we collectively invite people over for brunch. There's a theme. We specifically invite people that we think would mesh well together because we all three were three roommates, with like individual lives and different friends from different areas. So it's like one of us will invite our best friend from work and the other person will invite our best friend from childhood, whatever it is. And we just create this safe environment where it's like you're here for because you're friends with someone. So there's an automatic like um, automatic connection there. And it's just so fun to meet new people that way. I literally had the best time of my life yesterday. <laughs> like it was so fun and so wholesome. And it's a beautiful way to romanticize just friendship, friendship. in general. Yeah, And it makes you want to meet new people want to spend quality time with them like to the point where everybody was sitting down and like it was so focused on getting to know new people that every 20 minutes 15 minutes yeah. they say all right everyone stand up rotate two <laughs> seats down so then you're sitting across from Someone somebody different else. yeah like it was so fun and very intentional and I literally had the best day yesterday yeah so yeah I would so highly recommend if you have roommates like just propose it. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Yeah. You can each invite one new person and nobody knows each other and like, just do it. It's so worth it. Yeah. A dinner party, a brunch, a cocktail competition, like anything anything works. And it's also fun because you're in someone's home. So it's like a safe space. It's not like you're screaming to talk to someone over a bar and get to know someone that way. It's super organic despite the fact that we had a structured all right everyone rotate two <laughs> two seats down but it was like so um, fun yeah we had like, question cards yeah. underneath plates to like spark conversation at tables and 
just why not? It's also a perfect winter activity for people who live in the Northeast because you're not really, I mean, you're going to someone's home, but it's not like, it's an indoor activity, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all. I think like our main message is making new friends is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Friendships in general, hard to maintain, uh, difficult when you outgrow them, but like we're all living it. It's yeah. normal. It's part of life. Yeah. So. And the beauty of it is like you're in the driver's seat. So you can control the amount of friends you have, like when you want to be kind of more introverted versus extroverted, who you want in your life versus who you don't. Like that's all up to you. And that's kind of like a, a scary thing, but like you can make of it what you want to make of it. So that's that. I love it. That felt really therapeutic. <laughs> if anyone wants to be friends with us, let us know. <laughs> We're in the market. Literally. Um, well, thanks for tuning in. We hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. And we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye. Bailey. Bye.